Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. In its 20th year on Voice America, very happy to be with you. And, you know, my mission and passion all along in four decades of doing this work has been to show people how to turn their obstacles into opportunities and problems into solutions and to really improve the quality of our lives. And that's what this is all about. And I've stayed true to that mission for a long time, since the beginning. And today is no exception. Today we're going to talk about how you can... Save your career, but not have to leave your job. Even if you're not in love with your career, you can save it, but you can still stay at your job. And we have an expert. My guest is Darcy Eichenberg, and her new book is Red Cape Rescue, Saving Your Career Without Leaving Your Job. And this becomes an essential tool for anyone today in the workforce. You know, when hard things happen in our fast-moving careers, the conventional wisdom tells us two things. Either go find a new job or stay put and be grateful for what you have. But finding a new job is exhausting and complex, and it often disrupts parts of our lives that we're going just fine. And staying put without changing, well, that can be soul-sucking and won't work for that long. But there is a new answer out there and a fresh answer, and it's in the new book by leadership coach Darcy Eichenberg. And again, it's Red Cape Rescue, Saving Your Career, without leaving your job. Let me tell you a little bit about Darcy. She's an executive coach and speaker who's worked with high-performance leaders and teams at the Coca-Cola Company, Microsoft, State Farm, Deloitte, Hewlett-Packard, among many other great companies. She speaks about career growth, employee engagement, and leadership development at conferences and for organizations around the world. She's the author of Bring Your Superpowers to Work, your guide to more clarity, confidence, and control. And she blogs regularly on leadership and career issues at her website, which is redcaperevolution.com. Her ideas have been shared in the Harvard Business Review, Thrive Global, and CNN.com, and many others. She's a former principal at Hewitt Associates, now part of Aon. And we're very happy to have Darcy Eichenberg. Hi, Darcy. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having Good. me today. Oh, you're welcome. First of all, I'm very curious, the title, Red Cape Rescue. What does that mean? Uh, a, a Red Cape Rescue, the whole idea of the red cape is remembering when you were a kid and you would grab a towel or a sheet and throw it around your shoulders and you felt confident, you felt in control, and all of my work is really designed to answer the question of what if you could have that feeling back in your work every single day? And so the Red Cape Rescue is a way that you can get that feeling back. And especially when you're thinking that your only option is to leave your job, to, you know, toss everything up and start all over or to leave a lot of the things that are already working for you. And the Red Cape Rescue is really the way that you can save your career without leaving your job. Hmm. So let me ask you this. The health and economic crisis in the past few years has led many people to reevaluate their priorities, especially their work. And it's led to what's been dubbed as the great resignation. But you're advising people to steer clear of that trend, even if they're unhappy. Why? Well, one of the things that concerns me about the great resignation, as it's being called right now, or maybe some people are calling it the great reset or the great reshuffle, is that there are certainly lots of times when someone, when the, the situation is not right, when it's time to move on. Those are times when people have done the work and have really fought and been super clear about what they want. But I'm increasingly seeing this trend of people just following the trend and just leaving situations because they're uncomfortable or because they're not quite right or they're not getting along with somebody and not necessarily doing the work to recognize what they're, you know, going to want to go to or that 
in another six to eight months, even with a new job, that the same issues won't be happening over and over again. And I'm a little worried that people who are grabbing on to the great resignation, that there's a good portion of those that, you know, over the course of the next year, we're going to start to see the great regret. And so Mm. I want people to consciously recognize um, how to make those decisions when it's time to move on and also to recognize that they have more control than they think right where they are, just as they are. So what do you do, Darcy, if, you know, there are parts of your job that you really do love and there are parts that you really don't, such as a leader or a boss who's difficult to work with or maybe something new that's happened uh, at the job, a new technology or a new concept that you're having difficulty wrapping your head around. So how do you handle these changes that happen? And a lot of these have happened during COVID, or they're asking you to do a lot more work, you know, in, in less time because uh, there's a shortage. So how do, you, how do you advise people to handle all of this? Yeah, I think the first thing is to really get clear about what is that thing that's not working for you, the thing that's not working for the life that you want to have at work. Often we'll just jumble everything into one big basket, right? And we just call it our job. Like, I don't like my job or I don't like the company. But when we tease it apart, we can often find what is that one or two aspect. And in some cases, you mentioned this, and this is happening all over the place, that it might be workload. It might. There was actually a, a great article in the Wall Street Journal about because of people leaving, People staying are actually now who weren't considering leaving are considering leaving because they get more work piled on them. And so when you recognize that this is the thing that's getting in the way, you can't just assume that there's no fix. I talk to people right. all the time who say, well, there's nobody to do it, so I guess I have to. Right. Um, but that's not true. The, the truth is all of our work is made up. The, the fact that we have these, we have tasks or things that we have to do, this is a great time. The change is a perfect opportunity to question and to say, do we have to do it that same way? Mm-hmm. And I think when we allow ourselves to pick up all the balls, when we say, well, no one else to do it, so I have to do it, we end up giving up our control instead of having rich adult conversations that say, you know what, here's the capacity that we have. What are the one or two things that are the biggest priority? What are the one or two things that matter most? Yeah. And and that's what I was going to bring up was the whole idea of the team meeting. You know, we're not, it's not about blaming a person um, or blaming an organization. It's looking at the issue, correct? And talking about, you say yes to the person, but no to the issue. You know, what's happening with this issue that isn't working, not why Mm -hmm. not blaming a person. And being able right. to look at it that way and create a win-win. Yeah, and not blaming yourself. One of the things that I think has built up and COVID just made it come to light faster was, was you know, people, and oftentimes this happened to women, of feeling personally responsible. Well, I couldn't let that person down or there was that expectation of that project. This is the time to reset or rescue expectations, to kind of hit that reset button and to say, okay, great. When we had 10 people on the team, it made sense that we could spend this amount of time in meetings or that we could do these particular things, these reports or these particular types of details. But now that's not the truth anymore. So how do we relook at what's really important and let go of things that don't matter that may just be they may just be habits that we've created mm-hmm. over time that we haven't really consciously looked at and said wait a minute why do we still do that this is a time and, and individuals can do this you don't have to wait for your leader to figure it out you can take a hard look and say okay here's all the things that I'm doing right now what are the things that are not in my language, in your superpower space. What are the things where I'm not really contributing that much to the company when I'm spending time doing this? And, you know, what are the things that I need to suggest that we need to drop or that we need to just mm-hmm. delegate elsewhere or stop doing altogether? 
Right. So that does take a team effort, though, doesn't it, Darcy? I mean, you have to sit down with people and talk about it and not be afraid to talk about it. That's the other part of it, yeah. correct? We, we absolutely have to not be afraid to talk about it. And however we define our teams, you know, whether that's people on a formal team or whether that's other colleagues that we kind of create our own team, because every issue that somebody is dealing with, often, you know, one of the things that happens so often in our careers that I notice is that we're, we don't openly talk about it. We don't, because especially people who want to do a good job, uh, they don't often put forward to say, hey, here's the way that I could be doing my job even better. Here's the thing that's getting in the way. We expect other people are going to see what we need, and then we get frustrated that they don't. So, yes, conversations with teams, conversations with each other, and being super honest for yourself about what's not working, I think, are key ways that you can make significant changes in your career without having to move to another company. Yeah, that's very good. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're talking to Darcy Eichenberg. And her brand new book is Red Cape Rescue, Save Your Career Without Leaving Your Job. And Darcy is an executive coach and speaker who's worked with high-performance leaders and teams at many, many different Fortune 500 and Fortune 100 companies. She's written other books. She's the author of Bring Your Superpowers to Work, Your Guide to More Clarity, Confidence, and Control. And her website is redcaperevolution.com. Right? And when we come back, we're going to talk about there are three things that she says are in our control when we are at work, and she's going to talk about what those are. And we'll also talk about how we can work with our brain, that many times those negative voices come in our brain, and how do we talk to them and rework them and retrain them. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What are the labels that identify us? Who are we and how do we figure out our place in the world? Do we own our narrative? If you were to create your biography today, what would it say about you? Listen for Dropping In with host Diane Dewey, the author of the award-winning memoir, Fixing the Fates. Diane and her guests will give their version of finding themselves. Find out about your authenticity by dropping in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hello everyone and we are back my guest is darcy eichenberg And her new book is Red Cape Rescue, Save Your Career Without Leaving Your Job. 
Darcy Eichenberg is an executive coach and speaker who's worked with high-performance leaders and teams such as Coca-Cola, Microsoft, State Farm, Deloitte, and Euler Packard, among many others. And she speaks about career growth and employee engagement and, and leadership development at conferences and organizations around the world. And today we are talking about just that topic. How can you transform your life at work wherever you are right now? So welcome back, Darcy. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right. So in your book, you teach that we only control three things. What are they? We only control everything that we think, everything we say, and everything we do. And that's it. And so for your listeners out there who are trying to control so much in their lives, I mean, if anything, the past couple of years have shown us is that there is most of the things in our world are not in our control. But when we recognize that all we ever control, and not just at work, but, you know, in our lives, too, uh, we controlling what we say, what we do, and what we think, we realize more closely how we can take back control of certain situations, where we can choose to do something, or we can choose to say something, to speak up or speak out, or we can simply choose to change the thought, to change the perspective that might be holding us back. So when we realize what we control, it can be so freeing in so many ways and can create a lot less stress and a lot more feeling of confidence and power in anything that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny because you, in your book, you talk about um, Journey Rock's anthem from the 80s, Please Stop Believing. So <laughs> should we, let's look at that. What should we stop believing? That we can't do well, things, I, I, that we can't I, think I, things? <laughs> yeah, I, I, think we, I think so many times we believe those little voices in our head that say, I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, or if I speak up, if I ask my manager for different hours or a flexible schedule, uh, I'm going to get fired, or um, I can't do this, or I need more education to do that. And, and, you know, the thing is, we all sit with those negative thoughts in our head all the time, but what we're never taught, and I don't know why this is, is that that happens to every single one of us. It's actually biology. It's actually how the brain is built um, to try and, and and protect us in many ways. But those voices, those negative voices that we need to stop believing, with apologies to, to journey that tell us to, you know, to not stop believing, we need to stop believing those voices that tell us we're not enough because we are. And we have everything that we need. We just have to recognize that we can make changes that we want to make or we can ask for things that we need to ask for or sometimes we just need to think better about ourselves and oftentimes I find that when people realize hey I have a choice between two thoughts I can think I'm not good enough or I can think hey I'm still learning and I'm doing my best we can make that choice in an instant and the positive thought certainly feels better and motivates us to keep moving forward. Yeah, and I think the other thing with the negative voice is we get into the isms. You know, I'm racism, ageism, I'm, I'm too young or I'm too old or, you know, I'm, I'm not of the right ethnic background or whatever it is you want to say. But we have, we have a lot of that. So share your thoughts about that. Yeah, so the isms are out there in the world, right? Everybody makes different decisions based on how they were conditioned, how they were raised, and we can't control that. Um, All we can control is what we think, what we do, what we say. So when we feel that perhaps that, oh, hey, I'm, I'm too old and there's ageism out there, so I'm 55, how could I ever start a new career, move into management, or do something different, we've got to recognize that that when we hold ourselves back, when we censor ourselves, we're actually cheating somebody out of the things that we can do, that there's somebody out mm. there who probably needs us, right? And, and, and when we talk ourselves out of things, we're not protecting ourselves. You know, there's actually a, a term for that voice in the brain uh, that's called the saboteur. And mm-hmm. we kid ourselves thinking that that little voice in the brain is just, you know, is, is more of just trying to right-size us, like, 
uh, what's the phrase, don't get too big for your britches. But mm-hmm. I think people's britches are a lot bigger than, than they let them be. You know, mm-hmm. uh, people who are worried about, well, I don't, you know, if, if I move into, if, if I, I can't do this because there's racism or I can't do this because there's ageism, there is always going to be some level of discrimination in our world. But each of us only controls that we can make a different choice, that we cannot hold ourselves back from it, that we can speak up to it. We can actually not prevent ourselves from going after something. Um, and in the job market as well, I hear a lot of people kind of blaming, oh, there's whatever it is, I'm too young, I'm too old, you know, I'm, I'm not pretty, I'm too tall, whatever the things are. And the fact is, we're we're always going to face somebody somewhere who doesn't see the world the same way that we do, but we can make a choice rather than holding ourselves back because of that to say, Mm -hmm. and that's okay because I don't control them. They've made whatever choices they're going to make. All I can do is make the choices I want to make. And if that means I want to say something differently, I want to do something, I want to think differently those are things that we can control, and that's all we can control. So is that part of conquering the battle of the brain, really being able to distinguish what we can control and what we can't control? It's a huge part of conquering the battle of the brain, which I write about in the book, is that we forget, we actually lessen what I call that heroic voice, that voice inside you that says, you know, I'd be good in that role, or I could take on those responsibilities. I could lead the lead the team. Um, and said we listen to all of that negative chatter in our head um, that says I'm too old, or I'm you know they'll never hire a Indian woman in this role, or whatever the the pieces. I just was listening to some interviews with Indra Nui, the former CEO of PepsiCo, and to have her talk about some of the things that you know she'd overcome and how she just she just chose to keep moving forward instead mm-hmm. of letting other people's perceptions and discrimination hold her back. But that yeah. is a choice, and that's your brain that no one else can tell you. Um, you know, you get to believe the right way to think or do that's the right for you, not that's right. In a bigger picture, you have to decide what it is for you. And that kind of clarity is really important. And in the book, you talk about dropping some balls or letting some of our work commitments go. But how can we drop anything at work or even at home when it all seems to be so important? This is such a critical aspect today. We were talking about that a little in the first segment with people leaving and making changes and some for well-thought-out, well-planned reasons, but some just because it has gotten uncomfortable or there's just a conflict that they don't want to have to face and resolve. But so as workloads increase, and I think workloads were increasing even before COVID, we have to take a hard look at everything that we're doing. And if it's not in our superpower space, you know, it's not the work that is at our best and highest use, not the kinds of things where we can really make a better contribution to our company. We need to recognize that and recognize, hey, does this matter? Does anybody care that these things are done or not done? I had a client who has gone through three or four managers since, I don't know, the past two or three years. And when we did this analysis with her work, what we found is that there were two or three reports that took her probably, you know, a couple days a month that Mm. she was doing because the first manager, you know, three years ago, that was something that was important to that manager. And yet she'd never stopped to look at the work she was doing now and say, does this matter now? When she actually did the analysis and then had a great conversation with her own manager, Marissa said, yeah, I guess I've never really understood why we're doing that anyway. We don't need that anymore. But mm. So we get in these traps, and I see a lot of people right now into the trap of doing things as they did when COVID first hit, that there yeah. were ways that we worked in a sprint that don't now work in a marathon. And we've got to, 
you know, lift our head up instead of put our head down and question everything that's not working right. for us. So here's the question. You know, if we want to question something, if we want to change something at work, and it's going to involve a tough conversation with a leader, you know, how do we start this conversation, Darcy, without shooting ourselves in the foot or offending someone? Well, first of all, I think we always have to recognize that when you're trying to reevaluate your workload, you're coming at it from a place of what I call positive intent. Like, it is not about me, 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 I'm so special. It is about there is value that I am contributing, and that is good for the company, too. So it's first is grounded in you're not, you're not raising these things because it's just something for you. It's actually something that benefits others because if you, your workload can get rearranged and that allows you to stay, that's, that's huge for the company, especially when there's a talent crisis. So you have more value than you recognize. So in having these conversations, and I will say there are some things that as I've worked through these ideas with my clients and in other webinars uh, with bigger groups of people, there are some things that are on your list that if you stopped doing them, nobody would care. Mm-hmm. And I really encourage your listeners to think about, and this may be your home list as well. Uh, the last time I did, I, I had this conversation in a broader webinar. Uh, we had people put into the chat, you know, the things that as they looked hard, that didn't really matter, that no one else really cared about. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it was keeping my house in perfect order. Right. Uh, so there are things we spend time and energy on worrying about that we might be able to stop doing without asking anybody for their input or permission. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, on that note, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to ask Darcy about the mastering the art of bragging and why it's important to brag, but in a certain way. And so, and we'll talk more about, um, you know, really going for what you want, but still being able to keep your job and, again, juggling the balls that are in the air. And my guest today is Darcy Eichenberg, and she's the author of Red Cape Rescue, Save Your Career Without Leaving Your Job. And Darcy's an executive coach. She's a speaker who's worked with high-performance leaders and teams at many Fortune 500 and Fortune 100 companies. She speaks all over the world about leadership and also about employee engagement and career growth. And her ideas have been shared in the Harvard Business Review, Harvard, Harvard Business Review Thrive Global, and CNN.com. So stay tuned. When we come back, we'll talk about bragging. All right, you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we will be right back. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every week for Voices for the New Age with Juno Botan and Steve Sokolow. If you're looking for cutting-edge ways to improve your well-being as well as explore personal growth and empowerment, you won't want to miss a single episode of this show. Along with guests from different professions such as authors, healers, and much more, you'll get an exclusive astrological forecast from Juna and wise leadership tips from Steve. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone. 
and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hello, everyone, and we are back. My guest is Darcy Eichenberg. She's the author of the new book, Red Cape Rescue, Save Your Career Without Leaving Your Job. And Darcy Eichenberg is an executive coach and speaker who's worked with high-performance leaders and teams at the Coca-Cola Company, Microsoft, State Farm, Deloitte, and Hewlett-Packard, among many other great companies. She speaks about career growth, employee engagement, and leadership development at conferences and organizations globally. She's also the author of Bring Your Superpowers to Work, Your Guide to More Clarity, Confidence, and Control. And she blogs regularly on her website, which is redcaperevolution.com. And her ideas have been shared in the Harvard Business Review, Thrive Global, and CNN.com. So welcome back, Darcy. Thank you. Yeah. We were talking before about, you know, how do you speak up and and speak to your boss or speak to the leader when you really feel you need to change something? So why don't we ask for what we need at work and why is it so important to do that? The research on why we don't ask is tells us that we make an assumption that other people can see what we need. Uh, I believe it's called the illusion of transparency. And uh, I've seen this in my own life where the garbage can is overflowing and a family member walks right past it. And you think, why do they not see that that garbage can is ready to be taken out? But they need to be asked for it because it's something that they weren't assuming. And so I think this happens in our workplace a lot. We think, how does he not know that I didn't because they didn't give me the promotion that now I'm annoyed, but I may not have gotten that message. Or how does she not know that the way she talked to me in that meeting uh, really offended me? People don't know. So we've got to recognize, and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, of assuming positive intent, of recognizing that if there is something that I need, if there is something that that um, is an issue for me or that I'm observing, first of all, I have to assume positive intent that they may not know about it. Now, they might, but in so many situations, and I find this with things like email and and Slack chat yes. quite often, yeah. that people don't know. They don't know how they're coming across. And so you have to take that thing you control and speak up and be able to say, you know, hey, so-and-so, uh, when this thing happened, it made me feel this way. Or I read it yeah. as you saying this. But I wanted to check, because that accurate? You know, was that what your intent was? Yes, and absolutely. often when we raise it, we find it was nothing like what we thought. And mm-hmm. I have an example in the book of an email sequence from a client of mine where they made up all these stories in their head about what the email meant, and it meant nothing along the lines. So Mm -hmm. we have to recognize that if we're taking in something and reacting to it, that maybe we need to test the waters first to see is what we thought really what was meant. Right, and sometimes we need to just talk about it because, again, so much communication is is either nonverbal or in our tone and inflection, and sometimes when we write, we lose it in in the translation. It gets lost. We often, we often do, and I think we've also been operating in our written communication and, you know, all of our digital communication with what I think is an outdated assumption, that the old assumptions used to be keep it crisp and clear and brief and cut to the point, but the truth is that, especially in digital communication, that doesn't 
always explain the full intent and story. And, you know, I've seen leaders who have been, you know, taught from an early age, just bottom line on top, you know, just, you know, few words or less. But when they stop and they think about how the other person might receive the message and they add in a few more words or they explain, they, they remind people, okay, this was the thing we were talking about at that meeting. Okay, here's the action. And they take just an extra beat we can improve our communication, and again, we get to control that, and and it doesn't feel like we're going on and on. It feels like we're actually just trying to have more effective communication. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, speaking about communication, let's talk about bragging. You teach a workshop called Mastering the Art of Bragging. Do you really believe we should brag, and why, and how should we do it? You know, it's funny. The Brag is such a four-letter word in our society. And I again, I think it's because for years, most of us were taught that, you know, you should never brag. Um, but the truth is that there are a lot of good things that are going on in our organizations all the time. And yet our tendency is always to look at what's broken, what's not done, Um And even in our meetings, you know, if you could watch a movie of some of the meetings that you might be in on a regular basis, what you'll find is the tenor of most meetings leans toward the negative. And when in our careers, when, first of all, we want to make sure that we're we're recognized, we're communicating our value, and that other people actually understand what it is we do, if we're not stepping up and taking control of what we're saying about what we do. And, you know, I use the word bragging to make the point that, you know, we're not, we're not talking about ourselves in putting other people down. We're actually feeling confident about, you know, here's this thing that I did and I'm proud of it. Um, mm-hmm. and, but there are ways to learn how to brag so that other people don't gag. And that comes from, not having a place of, it's not me over somebody. It's just, here's this thing that, you know, I accomplished. Here's this thing that, um, that just got done. I'm so proud to have been able to bring in the annual report mm-hmm. on time and on budget. And finding ways that you can share those little success stories beyond the times when people ask for them, your annual review or a job interview. But, you will probably make your work look too easy to other people for most of most of the work that you do. We back to this illusion of transparency. We make assumptions. We don't really know what goes into everything that someone does. So mm-hmm. if we're not bragging on ourselves, if we're not saying, "Well, I'm so happy to be able to resolve that uh, that conflict between the two customers today, so that they both got what they wanted," if we're not having more of that language into our workplaces, we, we're shortchanging ourselves. And when other people aren't hearing the good things that we're doing, then all that's out there are, is everything that's undone, everything that's broken. And that doesn't help anybody. We need more things to celebrate. We need to recognize more of the tadas and the accomplishments and the everyday wins that happen. Hmm. How did you decide to do this work, you know, be a coach and and really help people specifically in this area with career? Well, I was a consultant in a large HR consulting firm for many years. And quite honestly, I had never thought about, I didn't know what a coach was. I never thought about having my own business. Uh, I just had my own moment where I needed a career rescue when my boss decided that she was going to retire and I did and and in the same minute she told me that she told me who was getting that job and mm. it made me stop and think and say well if I'm not getting the job that's the next logical step up the one that everybody assumes I should want then what is there for me and I realized as I thought hard about it I was actually relieved to not have the, have that job and not even have the opportunity for that job. It was really kind of the universe's you know, kick in the pants to say, hey, let's rethink where you want to go and what you want to do. Mm. Because, you know, as I, as I played it out, if I had gotten that job, I, I think that yeah, I would have had the next several years 
that I would have been doing more things that weren't really my best and highest use. And so that that moment really got me started in thinking about what is my superpower space and where can I help people most? And over time, it became looking at what was happening in the world of coaching and recognizing that I was more suited to be able to be encouraging and and supporting people behind the scenes rather than be the person out in front of the scenes winning the big projects or leading the big projects. And uh, it's been a fun journey and uh, Mm. it's, it's great to be able to help a lot of people. And sometimes people don't even know that someone has a coach. So it's nice to be able to be on someone's secret weapon team. And yet I would think that you took your own advice when that happened and you didn't get that promotion. You didn't automatically leave, correct? You thought about it and you worked your way into that. So it's an example of what you write about. It, it is very much an example of some of my own path and, and the path that I've seen others successfully take. Um, and I had opportunities. I had plenty of opportunities to, and I had, you know, I did what everybody told you to do. Oh, well, if you're not, if this isn't what you want or this isn't working for you anymore or there's no place to grow, then just start applying for jobs, send out resumes. And I got interviews and I even got offers for other opportunities that when I got close to any, to, to a lot of them, you know, when it was time to say yes and turn the switch, I just had this feeling it's like, that's not it. What that's going to end up doing is being more of the same. And so that led me on the work. And and I'm not going to kid anybody. It is work to get clear about what you want and who Mm -hmm. you are and who you want to become. And it is work to take control of your career. It's a whole lot easier to blame others or to think, well, I'll just go with where the wind takes me. Um, But doing the work helps you be able to have more of the life that you want at work and I think in your personal life as well. Absolutely. On that note, we're going to take a break. My guest is Darcy Eichenberg, and her book is Red Cape Rescue, Save Your Career Without Leaving Your Job. And you can log on to her website, and um, her website is, and I have it right here, (laughs) redcaperevolution.com. So really check it out. And can people write to you on your website, Darcy, as well? They absolutely can. I actually have an insider community that you can sign up for free, and it's a place where I send the latest tips and tools and articles, and I always Great. invite people to just hit, it, hit, hit reply and write back and ask questions and engage with me there. Thank you so much. All right, you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you looking for a happy lifestyle? Now that's a crazy question, isn't it? Everyone wants to be happy, but we struggle in trying to figure out how to get there. Want help with that? Then tune in to Say Yes, Be Happy with Natalie Botros. Find out about the Bon Vivant Girl lifestyle and learn how to enjoy every aspect of life and be happy. Say yes, be happy. Listen live every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every week for Making Action Happen, hosted by Sarah Blackhurst and Brian McCain. 
The program takes you inside Action 22, a Colorado-based community outreach organization established in 1999. The show focuses on public policies, both politically driven or not, which have ongoing and immediate impact on the Colorado community and the world. It doesn't matter where you are, you can make action happen. Listen Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 1 p.m. Mountain Time on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hello, everyone, and we are back. My guest today is Darcy Eichenberg. Her book is Red Cape Rescue, How to Save Your Career Without Leaving Your Job. Darcy Darcy Eichenberg is an executive coach and speaker who's worked with high-performance leaders and teams at the Coca-Cola Company, Microsoft, State Farm, Deloitte, and Hewlett-Packard, among many other great companies. And globally, she speaks about career growth, employee engagement, and leadership development. She's the author also of Bring Your Superpowers to Work, your guide to more clarity, confidence, and control. And she blogs regularly on leadership and career issues at her website. So look it up, redcaperevolution.com. And her ideas have been shared in the Harvard Business Review, Thrive Global, and CNN.com. So welcome back, Darcy. Thank you. All right. So before we close today, what I want to ask you is, what do you, when, when people read your book or when you give talks, where where are people stuck? What do they come up to you at the end of the talk and they say, Darcy, that was a great talk and here's my issue. What do you hear? So there are a couple places where people get stuck. I think they get stuck in what I call the swirl, right? It's the and it it the, the swirl could start from any number of things. It could be a conflict in a relationship at work, or it could be, as we were talking about earlier in this segment, workload issues. But they start thinking about it and thinking about it, and they're swirling around the issue. And most you know, the people that I get to work with, the people you get to work with, they're smart people, and they keep it to themselves. And what happens is that they think they're going to stumble across the right answer, you know, on a Google search, or that they're just going to keep, they keep trying to work it out on the, their own. But the truth is that you can't see the label from inside the jar. And so, so often we're stuck inside our jar and we only see our problem from our own point of view. And so what I see a lot of people doing is they are trying to turn it over and over in their minds and not have any new perspective on it. And so they stay stuck. And so, but talking about it more openly, and that may not mean a coach. It can mean a coach. Um, you know, I, I am the mirror for a lot of people around helping them figure out what they do and what they want and, and really even what truly is different than what they might see as their truth. Uh, but I think that's one of the things it's, it's going around and round in the circle and not feeling like there's any way out. There's always a way out because there's always, you always get to make a choice. You get to choose what to say, what to do, what to think. And even if it's as simple as changing how you're thinking about what you're struggling with, that can change your outlook and your attitude in an instant. But I think that that swirl is the one thing that's in common with a lot of folks that might come up to me or email me um, about some of the challenges they're having in their career. So if you could share one idea with somebody who's currently feeling stuck in their life at work, what would you say to them? Would you talk about the swirl? Yes. So one of the first ways to get out of the swirl is to get clear about what you want. And it sounds so simple, but often people are stuck in what they don't want that they 
haven't really explored possibilities of what they do want, or they think that what they do want needs to be framed in terms of its XYZ role at XYZ level at XYZ company. But we can get clear about what we want by defining it more in terms of an experience. What are the types of people that we want to be around more? What does a week look like? What what is the work that we want to be doing? What do we want to look back at the end of the day and feel proud of? And so doing the work to get clear about who you are now and what you want and to let go of some of the things, like I had to let go and thinking, oh, wait a minute, yeah, I, I don't have to just climb up a particular path and I don't have to just, you know, take a next step here, there. So many of us have never really just taken that step back. And when you're in the swirl, it's a great point to say, okay, time out. What do I really want? So that to me is one of the most important things. But it's not always easy because we have all the voices in our head telling us, oh, well, we can't, or we're not ready, or people right. like me don't get opportunities like that. And so this is where, uh, you know, books, podcasts, uh, you know, the watching speeches, and working with coaches can really help us get yeah, out of I our was, own circle and be able to see things differently. I was just going to ask you that. Do you think we should all have a mentor and a coach? And I think you've answered that. I I, yeah. I think it's always helpful to have a coach, and sometimes they, you know, having somebody who, but is non-judgmental. So sometimes our coach, we call coaches, uh, people who are going to tell us what to do. My job as a professional coach is not to tell you what to do. My job is to help you recognize what you want for you, mm-hmm. and then hold you accountable, keep you on the path to getting what you want in the way that works for you, not in a prescription, a way to say, here's the five magic wands, because they're just, there aren't. It's different for each of us. It has to start mm-hmm. with what you want and what's important to you in your life, both at work and at home right now. Mm. Thank you, Darcy. I mean, it's very inspirational. Really appreciate you being on the program. Thank you. Um, Yes, stay on the line for a minute. It's been very inspirational for our listeners. And people can find you at redcaperevolution.com, correct? Absolutely. And they can join my free insider community. And that's where I share everything first. And it's very encouraging and uh, simple, practical tools. But sometimes we need that just to keep aligned with the things that, that keep us you know, thinking positive about ourselves and living the way we want to live. Thank you so much. Darcy Eichenberg, an executive coach, speaker who's worked with high-performance leaders. Her website is redcaperevolution.com, so please do check it out. And again, thank you, Darcy. All right, stay on the line for a minute. That wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Um, I'd love to hear from you, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. If you email me, I will put you on my email list so you can get my monthly newsletter and see all of the amazing guests that I have on the program each week. Also, um, you can like me on Facebook, which is Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. And if you're thinking about doing your own podcast and you want to get your message out, I can help you since I've interviewed about 5,000 people in four decades, and I love helping people get their positive messages out. So contact me. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.